0: You are listening to the Not So Darling podcast. Hey, this is your host, Tanya Phillips, a socially awkward overthinker with the vocabulary of a well educated sailor. On Not So Darling, we will discuss beauty, fashion, wellness, hot topics, honest conversations about family, friendship, marriage, and motherhood, and not taking ourselves so seriously because being perfect is lame. On this episode of Not So Darling, I will be talking with Benjamin Byrne. He is the founder and owner of Dada Boutique, a women's fashion apparel boutique with locations in New Albany and Cordon, Indiana. He has 15 years of experience in the fashion and apparel industry. Benjamin was selected as 2019 Southern Indiana Business 20 Under 40 recipient. And has been featured in magazines such as Southern Indiana Business Magazine and podcasts such as Prosperity Without Permission and That Mom Life. So listen in as we discuss boutique fashion, being affordable, and misconceptions about men in fashion and in the fashion industry. Hey, Benjamin, thanks so much for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I am excited to share uh, your story with my listeners. So um, tell us about who um, Benjamin is.
1: Yeah, so um, obviously I'm a boutique owner. I am a dad. I am a Louisville fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I have three kids. Uh, I've been in retail for over 17 years, and just uh, we opened our first boutique in downtown New Albany about three years ago.
0: Wow. So what's in the name of your boutique?
1: Yeah, Dada was an early 20th century movement that was all about mocking social norms and emphasizing the illogical, the absurd. And so what we really wanted to do was create a boutique that wasn't based on copycatting Hollywood, wasn't based on, you know, mimicking the styles you see everywhere else. What we really wanted to do was for people to take an inspiration wherever they saw it and really create a look that makes them comfortable. And makes them confident so we don't carry just one specific style of clothing we carry an array of different pieces and we utilize those things to build a look for our guests and our clients
0: oh I love that I love that so um what makes your boutique stand out from the rest
1: Um, I would say one of the things that makes us stand out from the rest is that we are more of a mall price pointed boutique. So we are (laughs) somewhat affordable, I would say. Uh, A lot of people hear the word boutique and they instantly think you're not going to find anything on the shelves under $80. Mm -hmm. And that's really not the case for us. Our average price point for a dress or something along those lines would be closer to $38 to $42, um, which is very similar to a Target or the mall. Um, another thing that is, stands out about us from boutiques that are in the area is that a lot of the boutiques locally tend to lean a little bit more towards the Southern chic look. And um, that's awesome, we love that, but that's not who we are necessarily. We tend to lean a little more indie, a little more bohemian, um, and just a little maybe more eccentric.
0: Mm-hmm. I I absolutely love that because I am a boho girl for sure.
1: <laughs> love it, love it.
0: And I love I love the fact that you have a great mixture of things and you know, you have anywhere from T shirts to cute, you know, dressier clothing. Um so yeah. You know, with that being said, what sizes do you carry and what ages um, come and shop in your store, do you think?
1: Yeah, so we carry from small to 3XL. Um, we Most of the clothing, honestly, does go from small to large, but we do have a collection of clothing that comes from XL to 3XL. And um, I would say the average... I, predominantly we get women that shop from 25 to 45 years old is, is the norm for us. But we, I mean, there's so many outliers because they're either people who started shopping with us before uh, that were in that age group or just people who found us and that's just who they are and that's where they are comfortable. And that's, that's really what it's all about. You know, the, we have women who shop with us that are teenagers and we have women who shop with us who are 60 plus and we Mm -hmm. love that. Um, because style really doesn't have an age group. One of the things that's up to us as stylists is to help women and coach women to take the styles that are out there and mold them and help them fit them to be appropriate for their body and their age group.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm with you. I feel like age doesn't have anything to do with fashion. I think you're able to wear whatever you want um, but and feel comfortable in, and um, it doesn't matter your age. I I tell my mom that all the time. She's in her sixties, and um, and she's like, "Oh, I feel like I'm just too old to wear that." I'm like, "No, mom, no, you're not. You're not too old to wear that." Um, Absolutely,
1: we hear that. I mean, there we hear that quite a bit. Women will come in and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, this stuff is so cute. I would have worn this when I was 25. And I'm like, well, you know, let you may not wear it exactly how I have it on the mannequin, but let me show you a way that you could still make this work for you. And you could feel confident in it. And most of the time that works out pretty well for both of us.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> that That's the same thing I tell my mom. Cause I said, you know, cause she's like, Oh, you know, cause even with me at my age, um, now I, I feel sometimes I'm like, I don't know, am I too old to wear that? And, you know, cause I tend to lean towards some of the, I, I don't want to say younger, um, but you know, trends or whatever, um, that I like. And, and I feel sometimes I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't wear that. Cause I'm not, uh, am you know, that, that's not my age range, but I feel like you can wear any trend or style it just may be in a different way due to the fact of you being your age you know what i mean
1: absolutely i i never think that fashion should be defined by age
0: mhm yeah and i know you mentioned earlier that you have been in the retail business for a long time can you can you tell me just a little bit more about that just you know how it started or how you started in and yeah business.
1: so I mean honestly I started <laughs> I started mm-hmm. when I was in high school as uh as a what they well but they used to call brand reps or, or models is what they got started calling them at Hollister and um from there I I mean I realized that I enjoyed it it was something that I liked um I never was I, I I never loved school to be honest. It mm-hmm. um, wasn't something that I, I was passionate about or that I was truly good at. <laughs> so um, I right after I graduated high school, I got a job at the Buckle and I went straight into to uh, I, I started there as a, a what they would call a team leader. So um, someone who just kind of had keys to the store and open and closed the store. And I moved up quickly. It was something that I found that I was good at and that I could communicate with people. And I got to talk with people for a living. And, you know, it was something that we worked on commission at the buckle. So, you know, I was making good money and I sat down and have a conversation with my mom and we talked it out. And, you know, I pretty much told her I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> and that was a, a tough conversation, but, uh, From there, I I found that I just loved management. I loved retail, and I continued that path for the next uh, 10 years. And I became a district manager for PacSun and did that for several years and moved on to being a district manager for Earthbound Trading Company uh, prior to opening the shop. So I was traveling around. uh, I had anywhere from... 14 to 25 stores that I would oversee at a time. And obviously overseeing stores is not the same as owning stores. Uh, but it was something I truly enjoyed from a people development portion, from the style portion, uh, from the leadership aspect. It was just, I found my home as far as a career path goes. And so when I got to open my own store, um, that was a that was always the long-term goal and it's here and we're doing it.
0: Yeah. How long have you been open now?
1: Uh, Almost three years.
0: Almost three years. And why New Albany? Are you from Louisville?
1: So, so no, I actually grew up in Georgetown,
0: okay, Indiana,
1: which is only like 10 minutes away from New Albany. Mm-hmm. And uh, I moved to Louisville for work and lived there for, about 10 years. But when we decided to open the store, we had first done a lot of the little pop up shops like the Flea Off Market in Louisville and the Florida Flea, and traveled around to all these little vendor shows and did like little pop up boutiques. And we had a show in, I think it was Lexington or Nashville, I can't even remember at the time, that had gotten canceled. And last minute, we picked up a New Albany show saying, well, we got to fill our spot. We've got to fill our our spot. And we had the best weekend from a volume standpoint that we had had, period, as long as we'd been doing the pop-up shops. And that really made us take a hard look at New Albany because what a lot of people don't know is we originally were planned to open in the Highlands. And we had already had a building picked out And we had already been in, we'd done pretty much everything except for sign the lease. And um, then this happened and we were like, whoa, (laughs) it's time to take a step back and and think about New Albany as a serious contender. And we're really happy that we did. From from the very beginning, we got to start small. Um, You know, we started in a space that was less than 400 square feet. And so the rent was very inexpensive, and we got to put our name out there and really start um, very small because we we went out we went into this without a business loan. We decided we were going to do everything and let the business build itself from the ground up, so um, rather than going in and getting a large sum of money to throw it merchandise and, and building a big fancy store. We actually started very small and within six months we needed a bigger space. And that's when we were able to get our space that we have now.
0: That's fabulous. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it really is awesome. Um, I I love to hear that just, you know, because I guess it gives others hope to possibly start their own, um, you know, journey in, in a boutique owner or as a boutique owner. Um, and, and it's so funny that you mentioned, um, the buckle cause I uh, am friends with Amanda and I had her on the podcast and I, and she mentioned you as well. So do you, know? I love Amanda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's super sweet. So, cause she was like, yeah, he used to manage the buckle. I'm like, really? Okay. Um, and then Paxson. So which. Which PacSun?
1: So I started out at Greentree Mall. Uh um, And then I moved to uh, Jefferson Mall over in Louisville for a very brief amount of time. And (laughs) then I went on to be a dual store manager. So I had uh, both the PacSun in Greentree and the PacSun in uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And from there, I actually took over the state of Indiana as the district manager.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, my husband loved PacSun. And, and we used to shop at, at the one in the Jefferson Mall for years. So that's why I was curious to see what Yeah. Way. I mean,
1: honestly, I think that, uh, unfortunately, it's closed at this point. Right. But um
0: That one was probably
1: my favorite, to be honest, because the people there were so cool. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, honestly, I had the best clients in that location, and they were just so fun and chill. They were awesome.
0: Yeah, we we used to shop there so, so much. So um, I just, when you said that, I had to to throw that in there and and ask. Um, So being a business owner and a husband and, of course, a dad... How do you manage all of it?
1: <laughs> you know, there are days that I wake up and I ask myself the exact same question. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think part of it and, and most of it, honestly, comes from having such an amazing support system. Um, I am very fortunate that my wife is very supportive of the, of the boutique, very supportive of... Um, my, my career choice and the risk that it (laughs) involved. And, um, I'm also super blessed that she is in digital marketing. So it's, uh, she's a great person to have, uh, free access to because she really has, she handles a lot of our digital marketing and our website and all those types of things that are obviously very crucial to having a successful store. Um, and she's, Right there to help out with all of that. Um, yeah, it
0: looks, it looks great. All of all of that is is top notch. So
1: thank you. The beyond that, I would say, uh, so many lists. I'm a lister. I don't know about you, but I make lists for days. Yes. Um, if I don't, if it doesn't go on my list, it's not happening. <laughs> it's yeah. just not happening. So I think you know. I, I will also say that having. Uh, my kids—they actually came to the store with me in the beginning because we couldn't afford childcare. Um, yeah, it's so- because <laughs> uh, yeah, it, well, it was great. You know, my wife was the only one truly bringing in a paycheck in the very beginning, and so we—I started taking the kids with me to the store. So I had two kids with me in the boutique at all times, and they kind of—obviously, they were very young. So this is just kind of what they've grown up into. So this is their normal. And, um, as to where most kids, you know, uh, would come in and they see tiny things and they run around and they, they're crazy. And that's so fun and cool. But, um, my kids have just learned at this point that how we behave in the store is very different than how we behave outdoors. (laughs) Um, but just because that's how they grew up, not because they're i mean outside and at home they're insane but um yeah. but you know they've grown up in this and my daughter actually took an earl- er- very early interest and she has recently come out with her own little line in our store uh-huh. as well so uh the jovi by dada line is something that she actually picks out a hundred percent on her own i set her up with her own little uh wholesaler wholesalers and vendors And she handpicks each piece that she gets in. So
0: that's so fun. I love that.
1: She recently, (laughs) she just got, uh, put an order in. We're getting a proprietary brand of lip glosses for her. So she has little clear flavored lip glosses that are coming in. And you would think that she had won the lottery. She thinks she is (laughs) the coolest kid to walk the earth. Um, But uh, no, I mean, honestly...
0: I could tell you if it was me, I would feel the same way, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: And I mean, to be fair, to be very clear, they're not like actual makeup. They're just clear lip glosses that happen to have flavor. Um, But she thinks she's really cool. So, um, but no, realistically, it's not me handling all of the things. It's a very group effort. You know, my wife, from being super supportive, my family, for now, keeping the kids throughout the day, Um, while I'm at work, and my kids for dealing with this, you know, chaos that I've put them through. So I, it it is a group effort. It is not me dealing with things or creating it for myself. It's, it's a, it's, it, when they say it takes a village that it's accurate, it's so accurate. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it would be tough, you know, and it's so awesome. It's a, it's an awesome story just to hear, you share that you, you know, were kind of like a stay at home dad and you took your kids Mm -hmm. with you to work at this, at this new start to your business. And, and they grew up around it and it shows that dedication and hard work do pay off. So. um, Uh, Yeah.
1: And don't get me wrong. There were many days where there were struggles. I had to potty train my son at the store and uh, God bless the customers who had to come in and what, you know, watch him running out of the back room with his pants around his ankles saying daddy wipe my butt you know like it was <laughs> it, it has been a journey and we are happy that <laughs> we are here now versus there <laughs> yeah
0: well now now you said your wife does some of your digital uh, stuff what does she work outside of of the boutique as well
1: Okay. She does. Yeah. So okay. my wife is, um, she does advertising digital marketing for Doe Anderson. Uh, she's their senior digital strategi- strategist at Doe Anderson. So she helps, um, she does the digital strategy for clients like Makers Mark and Maui Gym, uh, Texas Roadhouse, places like that. Um, and so uh, what she does for us is, is just very much on the side and, and free of pay. <laughs> yeah,
0: It looks great. It looks great. So thanks, yeah, thanks. she does a great job mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. So um, as a male's perspective, what would you tell women about men and how they truly see a female, whether that be in fashion or themselves?
1: Um, well, I think, you know, I don't think you can necessarily fit all men in a box in the way that we think or, or, you know, we don't always think the same way. But um, I think that when it comes to dressing or, or women's fashion, I don't think you should ever go in to your style with the goal in mind to impress a man or impress men in general. Um, or what even you think would be attractive, what men have in mind, I think you should dress how you feel the most confident. If you're dressing for yourself and how you feel the most confident, um, we as men are going to find you attractive. And we will see the confidence before we see the color of your shoes. So I think if there was anything that I have to say um, from a male's perspective is, you know, about, about women's fashion in general, I would say, if you wear the clothes and don't let them wear you, we are going to see you and we are going to recognize you. And you know, I will. I, I think a common misconception amongst men is that women do dress for them. And I think I hear more than anything, women dress for other women, and mm-hmm. not in a not in a like romantic sense, but um, they they do it to show off for each other and compete.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I would say, you know, that is accurate because, uh, but I do know women who have said, like, oh, you know, I let my husband do this or I let my husband pick this out. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I've asked my husband, like, you know, hey, what do you think about this shoe or do what do you think about this, you know? But typically, I really never have, you know, like thought about a guy when I was dressing. Uh, I, I just always wanted to be like, in my own style and, and where, what I felt like made me feel good. Um, and then I, you know, as if you have confidence, um, so then, you know, maybe draw the attention of a man.
1: I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's probably one of the things that your husband finds uh, so attractive about you is that he was drawn to you, not, not to the shirt you were wearing or not right. to the little dress you were wearing. And and I think because you felt comfortable in that, or you feel comfortable and you feel yourself, if, if you were looking at, we're not looking at your clothes. And I think that's the one thing that I, I want to shout from the rooftops when I'm telling a lot of women in the stores, and they come in shopping for a date or something along those lines. I, they, we have women coming and say, oh, I want a sexy little dress. I want to think I'm pretty. Well, do you feel pretty? Because that's going to make a bigger impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and I know you had mentioned like misconceptions and I was going to ask you that too, is like, what are some misconceptions uh, for men in fashion?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about men in fashion. Uh, it's funny that uh, so many movies that you watch, if a guy cares about their appearance, then they're probably, they're they're either arrogant, they're pompous, they're self-absorbed. Um, And when it comes to men in general, men are often portrayed as not knowing anything about fashion because women have to pick out their clothes for them or they're always, you know, and that's that's just such an ugly stereotype that Mm -hmm. it it doesn't, and it doesn't make, if you think about men in the forties and fifties, they were, most of them were very nicely dressed.
0: Right. This right. is a
1: modern stereotype that men shouldn't know how to dress themselves or dress others, um, or it makes them a fem- you know feminine or feminine. Um, it, it, it takes away from their masculinity. It has nothing to do with being masculine or feminine. It's either just a general interest or a care for your own appearance, and I don't think that that should wear a title or a stereotype. Um, I, I think if someone enjoys something or they're trained in something, you should trust them. Yeah. But I think the common misconception uh, amongst people is that if a man cares about himself and the way he looks, it's that he's conceited.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have to agree, or you know, or being feminine because there's so mm-hmm. many guys. It, it's like they lose their masculinity or whatever, or they're not so macho if they like to uh, yeah. dress well or whatever. But when you, like you said, when you look back at fashion, you know, in, in years back, you know, men were more like dressed up in suits and and ties, and you know, and and I feel as if you know, that that's some of the things that we kind of need to look at and say, okay, it, you know, guys can be into fashion and not lose their masculinity um, by... Yeah, I, I think being
1: proud of the way you look doesn't yeah. mean, doesn't say anything about you um, other than you care about the way you look. <laughs> you know, right. and I think it's just, I think it's a an ignorant misconception to be honest with you and i mean we could walk i could talk for days about the damage of toxic masculinity um but it's it's just an ugly misconception that people need to completely throw away and um if that person is feminine who cares you know what right. like it doesn't matter so um they're, they're doing what they enjoy and it's really none of our business
0: no you're right you are exactly right <laughs> So <laughs> um, you know uh speaking of that, since you know uh one of the questions I had was also, you know why uh did you get into um women's fashion versus men's fashion, you know, if you were going to start a boutique, uh not necessarily a boutique, but uh, you know a store in the fashion, why women's fashion versus men's?
1: Yeah, that's that. It's funny. That's a question I get asked a lot. And the answer is probably a lot simpler than what people would think. And it's that women are shoppers.
0: (laughs) stereotypically,
1: women are predominantly (laughs) the ones who shop based on um, a lot of the stereotypes we just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. Men yep. don't think they can go shopping. Men don't think they should be allowed to care about their appearance. And so women are predominantly the ones who are doing the shopping. And um, as a generalization, women stere- stereotypically do care more about their appearance than men. And they're the ones who do a lot of the shopping for themselves and do the shopping for the men based on mm-hmm. a lot of the common misconceptions we just talked about. And um, you know, having worked retail for many years, in my experience, women tend to be more receptive to a male helping them than males are receptive to a male helping them. Mm -hmm. And so when I was looking at what made the most sense for me and what my best business model would be, it just made sense. Um, Not to mention in New Albany, there's actually a men's store Um, less than a block away and I think one men's store on the block probably has it more than covered
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so do you like being in New Albany because I know it's really grown uh quite a bit down there and um it's continuing (laughs) to grow
1: absolutely um yeah I love New Albany when when I grew up over here New Albany was nothing like this there was mostly vacant buildings um it was not it was not somewhere you went to hang out or to go for an afternoon and now you have so many local businesses whether it be boutiques or uh restaurants just cool little fun things to go do now i mean there are a lot of uh, i mean there's even a great nightlife down here there's bars the the rec bar just opened so you've got an arcade you know there's so many cool things um, that I actually liked about Louisville and the Highlands, but now you've got it gridlocked into a smaller walkable area. And um, we loved it so much, we actually moved downtown to be a, p- a part closer to the to the community. So um, I think there's so much to love about New Albany, including the price point. To be honest, you know, um, you're gonna pay maybe half in a New Albany as what you are. In, in the nicer parts of Louisville. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's so much, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. to love, um, especially at the price point. But realistically, New Albany continues to grow and I think it's going to continue to grow. Obviously, we've seen some setbacks with COVID-19 and mm-hmm. things like that. But when you look at the number of businesses that have already reopened and are bouncing back um, due to the amount of local support, it's overwhelming, and there is so much support here locally in New Albany and people are hungry for that uh, for this to survive and people are hungry for the growth of their downtown and that's something that that you don't find everywhere and, and it's just such a cool space. people are friendly for the most <laughs> for the most part people are very friendly, and um it's just a very welcoming, cool place to come visit, whether it's For the afternoon or for the weekend you've got beds and you've got uh, airbnbs beds and breakfasts you've got there's just anything you want you can pretty much find it in new albany Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's 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 really grown and it's really nice and like you said rec bar um opening up um we actually tried to go over there uh a while back when it was first like opening and it wasn't even open yet. So when yeah. we went over there, they were like, uh, we're still not open yet. We're like, okay. They are like, but you can come in and check it out. I was like, awesome. So we, walked oh, that's so awesome! yeah. Yeah. So we got to walk around and just like check it out. And uh, they were still working on it, but, um, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: It's massive. So we're really excited. I don't think they're actually going to be able to completely reopen until probably after, you know, mid July would be my guess or early July, but, um, but they're doing carry out now, which is great. So a lot of, you know, a lot of those ones that even just had recently opened uh, prior to the shutdown are starting to bounce back, which is really nice to see.
0: Yes. I, I love, I love it. I love that um, there's so much support for, local.
1: um, And and there's um, stuff that you don't, even in Louisville, like I, I, there, I haven't seen anything quite like Mesa Kitchen, um, the collaborative kitchen here. There's, there, there are some really unique things that New Albany has um, that I love. And, and I think that people are starting to recognize New Albany as an actual, you know, cool place to go. It's not just Loop like oh southern Indiana you know there's always been that divide of that river people from Louisville didn't want to go to southern Indiana but I think people are starting to really see the value that uh that New Albany adds to the Kentuckiana area
0: oh for sure yeah uh, we we uh we actually before COVID was it was it had just I mean the beginning stage of started we were actually looking uh me and my husband over in that area to to move we were Uh, my son he's 13 so he's going to be going into high school and so we heard good things about the high schools over there and so we were kind of like looking around um and then we've kind of put it on pause now but um yeah
1: honestly that was a big uh, also a large deciding factor because we 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 did live over towards Middletown in Kentucky Mm -hmm. and um the school systems here were a big a big factor in why we moved over um, you know, that, that dad portion kicks in, you know, um, and yeah. we, we had to take that into consideration. And, um, I actually, you know, as I stated before, I grew up here, I went through the Floyd County school system. I graduated from Floyd Central High School and, um, my, but my wife went to Assumption
0: oh,
1: and nice. yeah, so we kind of had, um, to make that decision, what was best for us and our family. And once we got the store over here, uh, we just found that it was absolutely the right choice for us to come over here for the price point, for the environment, and for the school systems.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably really convenient to live in so, so much closer because you're open. Oh, yes. with, yeah.
1: I can so. bike to work if I wanted to. <laughs>
0: oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice.
1: <laughs> that's if I wanted to. If I'm biking.
0: Yeah.
1: A, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's That's not happening.
0: Okay, so uh, we've, we've come to the end part of um, the podcast where I ask the same four questions to all my guests. Um, yeah. So name something in your life you've done that wasn't so darling.
1: Something I have wasn't so darling. Is this something kind of shady? Is this something I've done that's... Uh,
0: <laughs> it's really whatever you feel <laughs> comfortable saying.
1: <laughs> something that won't incriminate me too much. In end. Um, I would say... Uh, something that I did that was not quite so darling. So my last employer, something that I, I didn't mention in this podcast, uh, when I was with my previous employer, um, I was actually let go for a uh, conflict of interest because I had started, uh, th- they found out that we, we, I mean, well, they knew from the beginning and that was that's a whole other story, um, that we had the boutique um, and that we'd been doing pop-up shops. But um, the, I guess the CEO didn't know. And, um, so when I was interviewing for promotion, I openly talked about it in my interview and, um, he let me go. So, um, for conflict of interest. And so I recent I, I mailed back, I had to mail back my computer, my laptop, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, I recently came upon a work cell phone that I still had and didn't even realize that I'd had it. And so I called them and said, "Hey, do you want this back? Like let me send it, can I send this to you?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, just send it back." So I actually sent it back with a coupon specific for the home office um for everyone to get 25% off at our boutique. <laughs>
0: Well, Hey, I think that's great. Honestly, I, would be, happy. I would be like, Hey, Oh, I got 24, 25% off. But yeah. So
1: maybe not so darling and maybe a slightly yeah. passive aggressive, but right. it was a good time for me. So I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. Um, who do you find to be so darling?
1: Oh man. I feel like this is probably the cheesiest answer, but, um, probably my newborn. Um, mm-hmm. We just had a, a new baby, uh, Rory Magnolia was born March fifth. Um, so right before all the shutdown. So I keep joking that this was the unpaid paternity leave I never asked for. But um, I'm so. Yeah, I think she uh, she's obviously the most darling. She's she's the sweetest, and she's a sleeper, which I thoroughly appreciate. Um, so that makes her especially darling.
0: Oh, and it's a, she's, she has such a cute name.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We actually didn't know whether she was going to be a boy or a girl. We, um, we saved that surprise for the delivery room and she was going to be Rory either way, but we had separate middle names picked out. So Rory Magnolia.
0: Aww, sweet. Okay. So what is in your closet?
1: Oh man. Um, a whole lot of T-shirts and, and uh, light blue and white button-ups, primarily. I am very simple in my style. Uh, my daughter buys me T-shirts and she says, like for Father's Day, she got me a set of T-shirts and told me, I bought you these because I know you're really plain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, honestly, in my closet, you will find uh, a lot of blue, a lot of white, a lot of button-ups, jeans, and T-shirts. I am very casual.
0: Okay. I, I like that. I'm, I'm pretty casual myself. I like t-shirts and, and jeans as well. And shorts. And I mean, I like yeah. all all things, but I do love to dress up too, but here's the problem. I don't really go anywhere to dress up. So that's why I always love like doing uh, modeling gigs for people because I'm like, oh, I can wear all these nice dressier clothes. And go nowhere because I don't go anywhere, so. (laughs) See,
1: you just need to get super dressed up and go show those other ladies at the Costco what's up.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so how would you describe your home decor?
1: Uh, You know, I would describe it slightly Victorian, probably, because we bought uh, one of the historic homes in downtown, and we've been trying to decorate as close to Um, I won't say necessarily close to period as possible, but to really ensure we're using the integrity of the house and keeping the integrity of that old Victorian look. So uh, most of our decor tends to be fairly old and Victorian looking.
0: Mm, That's neat. This is the first I've heard of that uh, uh, from the guests that I've had on. So um, I like that. You'll have to share a little bit more of your... um, Home decor on your yeah.
1: I'll send some pictures, (laughs) some before and after pictures, because we've been redoing and remodeling and restoring some of the homes. So I'll share some some photos of before and after.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Okay, so tell my listeners how um, they can find you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, First of all, you can come in store. We're located at two one nine Pearl Street in downtown New Albany, Indiana. We have a second location in Corridor, Indiana which is 111 East Beaver Street. And um, you can find us online at www.shopdadaboutique.com or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram.
0: And what is the handle on the... Uh,
1: Dada, D-A-D-A, underscore boutique, underscore LLC.
0: Okay. All right. Or well, Instagram, I guess...
1: Yeah. Facebook yeah. is just at Donna Boutique. At Dada Boutique.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again so much for sharing your story. I truly appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was great. This was fun.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, it would be so darling if you would take a screenshot of the podcast and share it to your Instagram or Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag Not So Darling Podcast.